Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is show number 62, and this week's guest is Jeff Wild. Jeff comes to talk to us about his Witherwood series, shooting his Holga uh, pinhole camera, and working with his negatives in Lightroom. Hey everybody, welcome back to uh, the sh- podcast. Are we in a podcast? <laughs> show 62 and andrew is back he's decided to he's decided to join us again for another week well, that was a really smooth introduction there you, i just thought you'd have been used to it by now after I 60 know. did you say 62 shows 62 yeah pay attention mm. andrew <laughs> how's it going yeah not bad you yeah, you? yeah good Go. it's hot it? man it's 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 oppressively hot mm. here it's probably uh, the high today is ninety two, so with the heat index, it'll probably be well over a hundred. Mm. So Sweaty. I don't know what that is in Celsius, seventy five degrees Celsius or something. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Up into the thirties, at least I think. Yeah, thirty five is one hundred and two, I think. So it's in that ballpark. But yeah, it's it's yeah, nice here so... in the low twenties, probably mid twenties. Bit of a breeze. Shooting the breeze, cloudy, yeah. rainy, like normal, or is it it's summertime there? So yeah, yeah, we've not had a great summer so far. We'll see. I'm still hoping for some good yeah. caravanning trips away with cameras. Are you going to have you? Uh, yeah, well, you should be able to find somewhere. No, we're going you know? to caravan right through the year now. So into the winter, we've got central uh-huh. heating, so we don't need to be fearful of cold weather. Mm. That's cool. You can find that. The good thing I always like about that is that you get to go to spots where people aren't normally out on like a Wednesday morning, you know, nobody around. The Caravan and Lensless podcast. How about that? We should start that. (laughs) Because I've done more things to do with caravans this week than I have with photography. Although I have have, have developed some film. I've started to develop the film from my my Cornwall, Cornwall trip. I've developed two rolls of FP4, which were had six by seventeen images on them. So, but they weren't pinhole. And I, um, I'm, I'm back into using, I'm back into using PMK Pyro again, and uh, that's uh, that produces some lovely, lovely negatives. Hello, Mrs. Corey. And uh, I've developed. Just this afternoon, two rolls of T Max 400, which is my new favorite 400 speed film. This, I uh, I shot a roll of that last night in my in my Holga. Well, I've not shot anything. I've not shot it in toy cameras or in pinhole yet. That's just in my Rolleiflex. But again, in PMK Pyro. But I've been having some interesting chats this week with folks who've been using Caffanol stand development, and uh, a chap who's been making some Wayne Setzer, who's been making who makes lovely darkroom prints using just fp4 stand developed in caffanol cl and it's really interesting because that discussion which we might be able to talk about with our guest in a, in a in a bit in, it talks about controlling highlights in in uh, in the film so if you can have a foolproof development system where you don't have to worry about highlights blowing out then right. that's um, that has to be a good thing particularly with pinhole where the temptation is to give lots of exposure and you're just pushing those highlights up the tonal scale. And unless you do something with development, um, you could you could end up with blown out highlights. 
which you might be happy with or you might not be. Well, why don't you introduce our guest? Speaking Sorry. of tonals, tonal skills, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Yeah, yeah we, this week's guest is uh, Jeff. Jeff Wild. You probably know him from Instagram as uh, Jeff's Toy Cameras, I think. Uh, that's probably where most people are known from. But Yep, that's right. Um, how are you doing, Jeff? Good. How are you guys? Hot. And yes. Andrew's complaining about his caravan. <laughs> yeah, it, it's hot here, too, and our air conditioner is out. So, Ooh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm holed up in my basement where it's the coolest in the, yeah. place in the house. I got you. Whereabouts in hot, sticky America do you live then, Jeff? Uh, I'm right in the middle in Nebraska. Okay. And uh, in a suburb of Omaha, which is right on the eastern side of Nebraska, right next to the Missouri River. So then you are in Tornado Alley? Uh, that's a little, side a little bit, a little south of us, but I got we, you. we do get tornadoes. Yes. Frequently. Yeah. Is that why you have a basement? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think everybody around here has a basement. I don't, Do I they? don't know if that's the reason why. Yeah. It's weird because where here, where I'm at, nobody has basements and basement is like a extreme rarity. If you have somebody that has a hill, a little bit of a hill, they'll have a basement. So yeah. I guess that's not really a basement at that point. <laughs> if it's exposed on one side, you know, but. Yeah, we don't have any basements. When, when you have storm troubles, though, Curry, because you're quite close to the coast, aren't you? you have to run inland, don't you? Well, we just stand and look, and when you see it coming, <laughs> you go in the other direction. <laughs> That's pretty much it. That's about the same for a tornado, yeah. too. Yeah, you, just, you, you watch it until you're yeah. in trouble. And you wait to the very last possible second when you should have already been gone, and then you decide to leave. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Poor planning always has kept me alive this far, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> Jeff, I think we must have met, you know? I've just seen a picture of myself in a Flickr album of yours called Gunpowder Plot. Oh. <laughs> yes. That must be I? you. Yeah, there I am. Where did you guys meet at? No, we didn't. Oh, no, no, you, no. no, you need to look on Jeff's Flickr site and look. I just um, pulled it up. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's an awesome shot of me looking very dapper. Uh, <laughs> dapper. <laughs> So, Jeff, you we were talking earlier and you were saying that you've just, you know, you just you did some pinhole work when you were uh, a little while ago, you know, with making cameras. And then you haven't really done much with it, I don't think, until you got the Holga, the wide angle, the WPC ride. When that was around March, you got that and you've been shooting with it since then? Yep. Yep. I got it in early March uh, and I've been having a blast ever since. That's a fun little camera. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think about four or five years ago uh, in class, I was taking classes at the local community college and we had to build a pinhole. So I made a, a stereo pinhole with, uh, uh, that took four by five film and it worked pretty well. I didn't, the pinholes weren't exactly the same size. So the exposures were a little different and, right. you know, so. But you had fun. I did. Yeah. Did you, so up, up until that point, uh, so what were you didn't, did you not quite enjoy shooting with the four by five or did you, or, you know, was 120 a little bit more? Well, actually that long ago, I wasn't even shooting 120. I was pretty uh, much all digital at that right. point. That's cool. Um, it's been about three years ago where I pretty much hung up my digital camera and have been shooting medium format in a Holga since, since then. Nice. Cool. But did you, uh, did you, did you take up photography back in the day, Jeff, when film was the only no, thing available? 
No, I'm a, I'm a newcomer. Okay. Uh, I, we took a trip to Alaska about five or six years ago and the pictures I took there just, just didn't do it for me. You know, they didn't, they didn't grab the essence of the place. So I thought I should learn how to take better photos and I lucked into a really good program at the community college. So, uh, my, my photography is completely different now than it was when I started. Did they introduce you to film, or how did you how did you yep. um, move towards film? Yep, film film was the second class you have to take, and mm-hmm. I I didn't fall for it then either. It was thirty five millimeter, which I, I just <laughs> I just do not like thirty five millimeter. That it you know the mainly the dust on the on the the film is so bad. And right. later on, somebody told me, well, if you shoot medium or large format, the the dust isn't so bad so i tried that and it becomes less noticeable doesn't it it's, you, right. you need you need to have super clean practices really with 35 yes exactly mm-hmm. it's all i shot for years and years and years and years and years probably 15 20 years all i shot was um, 35 35 yeah didn't really yeah. think about it. i i but this was at a time when medium format cameras were um, probably outside my price range you know me too. That's how it was when yeah. I was younger. I, I shot a lot of 35 millimeter too because I just view cameras and you know those those cambos or whatever they were the on the rails. You know they were so oh. expensive. You know. Um, yeah. yeah, we 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 shot on a rail camera in in class uh, four by five, and that yeah, I think that alone turned me off to four by five. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember when like uh, Fuji had their line of like medium format point and shoots like the 645s you know or whatever i got the rz something not rz but i know what you mean yeah you know the there's one about. with a with a fixed lens and one's yeah, a, one's got yeah. a 60 60 mil lens on the and one's the, got and i remember thinking that though i was like oh my god these are so expensive they were like 1600 bucks or something you know what i mean and uh and it was it just seemed like such a large amount of money you know what i mean for that was 20 years ago though you know they're great cameras if you um yeah. i had the the one with the bar that comes out the front protect the lens a bit, you know. That's, yeah, the wide. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, and that was just a stunning camera. And I took it to the states with me in 2016, and dropped it on the concrete floor on <laughs> nice. uh, in that prison island just outside San Francisco. Alcatraz. Alcatraz. Yeah, yeah. and it shattered into a million pieces. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought. Ah, I ought to replace it, but I never have replaced it because I thought, you know what, I've got other cameras. Yeah, I, sure. I bought one of those on eBay, and it had uh, mold on the lens, so I had to send it back. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I, I, I like the simplicity of cameras. I think that's what draws me to pinhole as well, cameras with just one lens on, so you don't have to. The only decision you have to make is about composition. And you um, film. And you and you have to use your legs and bend down and move closer, yeah. step further away, and yeah. you film. Yeah. So what we'll do, I think, is uh, we have some questions for you, Jeff, about some of your photography. Okay. Um, and most of everything on your Instagram page seems like it's on your Flickr page, uh, and Andrew has stock in Flickr, so we're going to talk about your <laughs> Flickr page. <laughs> well, the, well, the, fl- the Flickr, the Flickr page, know. the Flickr page is interesting because you can group images together in albums and jeff has mm-hmm. done that like you know like most people do so you can say okay so you've got your pictures on there from the holger wpc you've got some mm-hmm. from the witherwood and micro clicks what's all that about 
Uh, well, it's a uh, the Witherwood is is the one with that's probably I guess my uh, recent project. Yeah. Um, and, and in fact, when I got first got that pinhole wide camera, uh, I went out walking around trying to figure out what to do with it, and I saw this tree. I don't know if you can see it. It's it's in that group, in that album. It's got that really odd bend in it. Mm-hmm. And then there's you can see that it's right next to a, a creek bank and you can see the roots coming out yeah and it's the first one i think in the yep, in the stream the isn't it there and it's I, a, so it's a vertical vertical format yes with a, a tree with a kink in it yes <laughs> and the and, and the I, and the roots poke out and you were standing I, somewhere looks like you were standing in a ditch or uh, i was on the other side of the creek okay yeah it's not very wide and i i that's how i started doing vertical i said i want to get that tree but if i do it wide there's gonna be all this other empty stuff on the sides yeah so I did the vertical and I, I really liked the way it turned out. So um, shot some other trees without the leaves. I think that's when they turn out the best. Uh, you can see the, the Branches stru- and, structure yeah. of the tree and everything. So I'll have to wait till August before I can do some more of those. Uh, I like that you don't see most people with a panoramic view camera or, um, or pinhole. The instinct is to shoot it horizontally because... That's kind of what you think you should do with it. But I, I do like it when folks turn the camera around and have the upright orientation. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. something different. For, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Was this, this was a six by 12 mask, I'm assuming? Yeah. With yeah, that I, camera? Yeah. I don't you, even so, know where my six by nine mask is. <laughs> That's so funny you, because um, I, I like the six, I like the six by nine better than the six by 12. Well, I figure I can always crop if I need to. Yeah, sure. I take that approach with my 617 pictures. I, I, I stuck a 6x12 mask in while I was away on holiday, and I, and I, I just couldn't get on with it because I couldn't quite work out on the ground glass where where it was. So I with 6x17, I figure I can just, if I want to crop it, I can crop it. Um, yeah. But the but trouble with 617 is I'm, I struggle to make a print in the darkroom. I can scan it, but then I don't like scanning. Yeah. Yeah. So you, uh, how are you finding the Holger WPC? Because some folks experience quite a bit of. Um, it's not really vignetting. It's I think it can be the sh- it can be the shutter getting in the way, but it, it often I think it's just the the hole around the the hole around the uh, the have you, pinhole. Have you shaved your hole? Have you have you shaved? You. I am yes, in a very polite way. <laughs> did you shave your hole or did you leave it as it is? <laughs> Well, I'm all natural, I guess. No, uh, yeah. I, I have not shaved my hole. So you don't you don't seem to have a tremendous issue with light fall off at the edges, but one at one. Some some some, some shots more than others, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, some I do, some I don't. And if I yeah. if I miss something in there, I'll I'll put it in the Lightroom and I'll I'll put a graduated uh, neutral density filter on there right. in yeah, Lightroom yeah. and lighten it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the technique you can use with certainly with lensed cameras. You can put that um, center neutral density filter in, can't you, to balance the light yeah. fall off? Yep. I like seeing uh, I like seeing that you're scanning and still doing stuff in Photoshop and getting it continue to work on it until you get it how you want it to look, and that's how you present it. You know. Um, well, th- that happened because the first roll I shot, I got absolutely really nothing. Uh, that I was interested in. I said, well, I got to take this 
crappy image and try and do something with it. So I pulled it into Photoshop. Hello? That's where that kind of all started from. Yeah, because if, um, if you use – see, this is an interesting debate. I think we might have lost Corey. I don't know. But, you know, it's, it doesn't matter, does it? Um, <laughs> this is an interesting uh, d debate, isn't it? Because I'm – if someone says to me, I don't do any Lightroom or Darkroom manipulation um, because I'm a purist, I think, well, hey, just hold on a minute because I produce a negative and it's – it's the starting point, you know. It was Ansel Adams, wasn't it, that said, uh, you know, the negative is the is the score, and the print is the is the final production. And often the two bear very little resemblance to each other. So whether you come at that from the dark room or from the light room, really doesn't really matter. I think that's that's very true. As long as you have modified it some. So Jeff, yeah, I'm really impressed that you're you, you don't have any concerns about taking, uh, you know, a straight image, and doing something with it because, uh, you know, there are a lot of purists, well, so-called purists out there. I never really understood it who would say, well, I don't do any manipulation inverted commas in in post. I think it's probably the term they use, and I I find myself shouting at the if it's a podcast I'm listening to saying, well, hold on a minute. It was Ansel Adams who said. The uh, the negative is the score and the print is is the final yeah. production. So and sure. and so often often how you arrive at the final image that really floats your boat is got nothing to do with the with the initial scan. So uh, yeah. maybe you could and this is particularly with 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 your Witherwood series that you're working on with your Holger WPC Jeff. They're very stunning and yeah. and, visu and visually striking. And um, so so I'm interested in. You know, in your workflow, and and I think we could have an interesting discussion about how we might achieve such things in the dark room as well as the light room. Well, um, typically, I I just scan it in, and I don't let my scan software do any any editing at all. Uh, what scanner? Switch scanner are you using? I Jeff? have a Epson V six hundred. Yeah, basically the same as mine. I've got the V five hundred, but there's not so much. Yeah, different. I mean, geez, I've got the V five fifty. So there you go. It was like two hundred bucks. You can't, yeah. you can't beat that. Um, and then I will pull it into Photoshop and do some slight levels adjustments, and then I'll take it into um, Lightroom and do all my other adjustments. Um, so light, Lightroom is your dark room. See, I'm not so familiar with Lightroom, but that's like a, an alternative to Photoshop, isn't it? But which allows you to be creative. Is it, that right? It's an interface to Camera Raw, which is the same thing Photoshop uses when okay. when editing photos. It's just a different interface, and for me, it's just more intuitive. It's easier to use. Plus, it's a file management. I was going to say it started off as like a category system. I think yeah. was, was the main purpose of it. Yeah. Uh, no so idea. I, no idea what you're talking about. But carry on anyway. Well, I'll make, <laughs> I'll make adjustments like exposure or contrast, uh, clarity, shadows, highlights, basic kind of basic. Which uh, I would be okay. So I would be doing dodging and burning and 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 looking at contrast control in the darkroom. So yep. I, I, I'm with you so far. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, and some sharpening. And then when I'm done there, I take it back into Photoshop to add a texture layer and blend that in in Photoshop. And that gives so are there some textured layers that you can just sort of pick and choose in Photoshop? 
Uh, actually, these I, I bought a course a few years ago when I was trying to up my game in the digital world. Mm-hmm. And some uh, I, got, I got some free. So I've, I've been using those. And uh, just recently, I'm trying to make my own, but but I'm not as successful as the pros are. How do you make How do you make your own by producing something and scanning it? Could you do, Could you do that? Could you do something on acetate? Uh, um, maybe. Well, you yeah, you probably could. But what I do is uh, I've been taking. I've got a Holga lens on my digital camera, and I took pictures of bakeware, you know the cookie sheet or whatever that's got the oh yeah markings on it, and mm-hmm. I tried that. Um, and, you're doing all kinds of things. Well, I'm, I'm trying. So, yeah, so just sure. to just no, to I keep mean, it. It's... So for the darkroom an- analogy, for folks out there who 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 don't do a lot of Lightroom, darkroom, Photoshopy uh, stuff, pa- Patterson Photographic used to produce uh, packs in both 35 millimeter and 120 of texture screens, and I think if you go onto eBay and Google Patterson texture screens. You can probably still find them. Someone will be selling some. And you can sandwich these. I guess you can make them, but you can sandwich them between your negative and produce texture. Or you can just get something like some tissue paper or some other semi-translucent material and either lay that over the print or if you want to, I guess you could put it over the negative. But yeah. you get slightly you get slightly different effects whether you're depending which ones you're doing it or of course you can always stick it in front of the pinhole camera but i think that would be i think it's best to do it in the darkroom yeah i think so, i think kodak made some of those too did they yeah, yeah. i never had any i always thought huh, i don't want those but actually now i'd quite like some <laughs> rubbish <laughs> yeah. well, so I, you're you're getting a quite a a really interesting look on uh yeah like, like on the on on the image of the bent tree uh-huh. we're, we're on on the on the creek side for instance you've got a you know what is there a particular um c- combination that you like to use to get these sort of effects or are you just playing around and seeing what works yeah that's basically it i'll i'll pick a texture and try it out mm-hmm. and uh i typically i don't like it the first try i have to go back and get another one keep messing with it <laughs> yep yeah. yeah, yeah. I find in the darkroom if I'm if I'm laying tissue paper over that's I sometimes lay tissue paper over the print uh-huh. and then print through the combination and what that's a fairly random process because in some places the tissue paper makes contact with the paper and in others it doesn't and you get uh, uh, you get an effect of highlights bleeding into the shadows and have a some, wavy effect maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you get some kind of out of focus area, some more sharp, and it's a very interesting yeah, process. I, a, a bit hit and miss. I've, I've used uh, paper negative and waxed waxed to the negative and let it dry, and then you crunch it up in a ball and and then unfold it again. So you got these wrinkles, and what? it does it does the same thing. Then you know you don't get a an even contact. It's Textured that so, one. so then you're after you've what's the purpose of the waxing well the waxing for one thing it makes your negative more translucent oh. so it, it you know if you're making a contact print it works better so you're waxing when when you so what just explain that a little bit more so you're you're applying some wax and you can tell me how you do that um on top of the on top of the image or on the back on the reverse of the image on the on the negative 
And if you're using a paper, if you, so you ma you've made a paper negative, you're right, making right. a paper negative, so right. it's paper. So it's, on the image side of it, on the image side of it, you're coating it with something. Well, you you melt wax on it, and it doesn't Do matter you? whether it's the whether there's image side or not because the wax okay. soaks all the way through. Right. You, you, just, you just set the piece of paper on a hot pad and melt the wax on it and it, huh. it absorbs it and it soaks go. it in. And then if you got too much, you can dab it off with a... Wow, awesome. So what... But sorry, my brain's just doing something. <laughs> I think so, somebody, somebody we've had on the show has been talking about this, I'm sure. And, and I can't remember whether we probed them enough. So we're going to probe you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and I didn't save my hole. Uh, no. <laughs> you know, I, I was waiting for somebody to lower the tone. Yeah, and I didn't. I thought, no, our guests surely wouldn't do it. We're talking about pr probing, waxing, and shaving your hole all in one sentence. So, <laughs> so are you using? Forgive my dumbness here, but are you using like a, a wax candle and melting it, or just or, like kitchen paraffin wax? Yeah, a, a block of paraffin wax. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Don't know and what that is either. It's like the, it's the wax that you use when you're cooking. You're like, um, I don't use wax when I'm cooking. What are you on well, about? When if you seal jars and you're canning stuff, then you put wax on the inside of it, or you dip it you? in the wet hot wax. Once you've yep. once you've made your preserves and you can in your glass jar and you've sealed it and you've done everything to it, you dip it in wax to keep air out of the lid. You know, it, it's Do it's you? paraffin wax. You can get candles out of it too. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. 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 So candles. Yeah. <laughs> Four candles. <laughs> Four candles. Toothbrushes if you want. I mean, depends on what you need. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I like how you do these, though, Jeff, because... Yeah, they're good. It, it kind of, to me, fine art is, the, the definition of fine art for me, anyways, is just presenting your reality to people, how you see it, you know? And that, and I like how you're doing that, because it's... It's different, you know. It's I like it. Yeah. Well, cool. my one of my favorite quotes is from Ray Bradbury, for Fahrenheit 451, and it says something about it doesn't matter what you do as long as you change something from the way it was before you touched it into something that's like you sure. after you take your hands away, and you know <clears throat> you go onto Instagram and everything looks the same. Yeah, totally. Everybody's taking the same shot, so that's you got to do something different. Uh, and if nobody else likes it, that's cool. But yeah. just do it your way. So I think I think if you're enjoying it as well, if, if yeah. you, you know that's the best. Sure, thing. Yeah. sure. How have you, um, as somebody that's kind of new to you know doing pinhole and metering, how are you? You're enjoying enjoying that whole side of it, you know? Because some people get kind of lost with the metering, you know, or trying to figure out an exposure. How do I do it? You know, you. Do you uh, use a light meter the old-fashioned way, or are you using pinhole assist, or are you just guessing? And uh, I've done some of both. I've used pinhole assist. Uh, I found a uh, method where you you take your um, you, you, have, you figure this constant out based on the maximum f-stop of your light meter, and right. I've tried that. Lately, it's uh, Mr. Pinhole Chart, where okay. yeah. Um, you know, oh, you posted about that in the group, didn't you? You were having, you were very dissatisfied yeah. with something, yeah. so somebody yeah. put you on to Mr. Holger's or Mr. little Mr. Pinhole. Yeah, we have enough of Mr. Holger on here. Mr. Pinhole's got a chart. I did go and look at it. Yeah. And 
does does that that doesn't allow for re you still have to add reciprocity on, don't you, for the yes. Bruce little chart? Yes, yes. But it gives you different comparisons at different f stops and stuff like that. Yep. And I have found out I've been using Tmax, and it its reciprocity failure is pretty abysmal. I mean, it yeah. it it goes way quickly. I just did a yesterday. I did a, like a twelve and a half minute exposure, and it's a little a little overexposed, but not by much. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Well, is that the film you're? So, what in your pinhole journey so far have you hit upon a film that you you like using most? Yeah, I've tried F Pan. I liked F Pan, but uh, T Max One Hundred is what I've been using a lot lately, oh, and I'm cool. pretty happy with it. It doesn't curl and it doesn't cup, so it scans well. It does scan well. I've used a bit of T Max one hundred. I've been I've been shooting quite a bit of T Max four hundred recently, but not in pinhole, and yeah. I'm I'm liking that. So I, maybe I, maybe I, I'll try a bit. A whole guy. Cool. Sorry, sorry, Jeff. I missed that bit. You said something about your Holger. Yeah, I, that's what I shoot in my Holger is T Max four hundred. I think a four hundred oh. a four hundred speed film in your Holger. Yep. Even even in uh, bright sunny conditions is always a good choice. Yeah, I use I use HP five in mine the most. Yeah, me too. But four hundred is good because you know what, you need to get some. You need to make sure you've got some shadow detail there, and then and then you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Well, we um, you I I haven't done any of this, Andrew. You said you've done some of it, but are What's you that, doing mate? your micro clicks? Are you doing that with your why WPC the Holga too? Yeah. Uh, no, no, just the Holga. That's an oh, okay. Right. That's an interesting thought, though. I've done it with um, with the Holga WPC. I've done. I've it got one so image, wide. one image posted, I think, on my Flickr stream of some Fenland shot where I had a red filter on it. I don't know why I had a red filter on, but I did. I think I was going through a red filter, and I, I made a click, and then a. Uh, did I slightly move the camera? I don't know. So maybe you should start by defining what we're talking about with with this sort of micro click technique. Yeah, what I it, you're right. You have to move the camera slightly, mm. and I've I've got the degrees marked tripod, so I I click it a couple times and move about five degrees. Nice. And that that's given me the best results. And then you click, and then you take another shot you know, two more clicks and move it another five degrees. And I think I do that. Uh, it ends up being six by nine, I think. I was going to say, because this picture that you have on here of uh, in the album, the micro clicks album, the pyramid at the, the very last one with the handrails. Yeah. I thought that was a pinhole image that you just turned it a little bit. You know what I mean? Like maybe yeah. you moved it or something. And that's why the handrails are so shaky. But you did that in your regular, regular Holga. Right. On, wow. on the on the tripod. I never with, thought about doing that. Yeah. yeah, you end up with a long image yeah. then, don't you? And they look like six by nine pinholes. So how, <laughs> how, many, so how many different exposures do you think you've got there? I can see some Cow. banding down. Yeah, is yeah. that each band is a is a five each degree movie? Is a couple 15 of clicks. or 20 yeah. maybe? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, that. 10, 11, 12, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, Divide that by two, right? So yeah. there's probably ten clicks or so. T Max four hundred, so yeah. it's it's holding it's holding those highlights pretty good too because it looks huh. like you're looking at the sun or something. I may have a filter. Ah, uh, that's the yeah. 
What, you mean a whole uh, filter right across the... Like a number two neutral density or something? No, no you no, have I, red filter. I'm, as red, I'm guessing so that's red. a red filter, yeah, if I remember. Red. It does Not say... That... Actually, I'm on your Flickr site. It does say red filter. Yeah. Now, the other thing is, of course, controlling your highlights with all this sort of wild, wild, adventurous stuff. Controlling highlights is the reason people use stand development, or in your case, I think you've used semi-stand, which probably means you gave it a, an inversion halfway through the hour or something. I don't know. Right. Yep. Um, because I'm convinced that some folks are using stand development because they see people using stand development. Sure. Well, the reason you use stand development is to, is to, is to really control highlights in, in a negative. And that, and that can be, a really, you know, that can end up being okay. Well, I'm just going to put everything in it, and that's that's fine because it's called a compensating developer. In effect, when you use it as a stand development, and there are other ways of doing compensating development, but effectively, what you're doing is you're making a very weak uh, dilution of a developer. Uh -huh. So the active parts are very very weak, and in the areas that are heavily exposed, they the development stops working quite quickly because you're not agitating the film. Right. And the areas that have received very little or the shadows, they carry on building up in density. So you're limiting the contrast. And so I see you're using very successfully semi-stand in Rodnall plus mm -hmm. 100. Yep. And that's that's exactly why I do it. I mean, you, you have so little control with a Holga that that's, that's yeah. one way to handle it. Caffanol as well. I was talking to somebody just this week who develops uh, his... FP4 negatives in Caffanol CL development with a little bit of bromide in. Uh -huh. And he makes darkroom prints of just the most exquisite tonality. And I was blown away when he told me he was using Caffanol. And he does it. He does a lot of waterfall-type shots and uh, in areas where there's big numbers of stop difference between shadows and highlights. And the Caffanol just controls it beautifully. So uh, how long have you been... Have you been using shooting a regular Holga, Jeff, uh, much longer than you've been, you know, using the the pinhole Holga, or how long have yeah, you been yeah. messing I've around with the Holga? I've had a Holga maybe three years, gotcha. I, and I started off with a 120. N. right now, my my favorite one is a a TLR that has a glass lens in it. Yeah, Th does that have the um? You can look from the top, but they're not coupled. Well, like it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's matter. a fake TLR. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but just... you do look, I, and I really like looking down, and and I found that, uh, you know, my my images are from a lower point of view, and yeah, I like sure. that look too. So I've I've seen those before, but I never actually, I never have pulled the trigger. I have a few of the glass lens ones. Yeah. The just the regular ends, you know, the right, uh, that that version of them. So you've made some you made some lovely pictures with I guess you, I can't I, I wouldn't know if it's your wife or daughter someone standing on some rock formations with a slightly salmon sky um, where, where, watch, where watching at? watching the world end there's an image called watching the world end in Jeff's Flickr album on on Holgers yeah that is that was the Holger TLR yeah and then. Um, that's split tone in Lightroom. Ah, there's a there's a thing. So I didn't realize you could split tone in Lightroom. You want to talk to folks about uh, what we're talking about with split toning? Well, it, you, 
as far as I understand it, you tint your highlights and your shadows. And what I tried to do here was a little contrasting color with red and green. Yeah. Uh, and the green doesn't show up really, really that much. But um, these were part of a, a show that was promoting, it was in a place that was promoting um, Edgar Allan Poe. So I right. tried to make some spooky looking images. Yeah, that's a cool shot. And the one next to it as well is Sunder is very dramatic. And I love the way you've got the sun included in these because I love shooting into the sun. I think it's just brilliant what it does to uh, I, I like pin, that pinholes and Holger. Yeah, yeah. Does this, so did you say that this, um, yeah, the, if you look at the Asunder shot, I think that's awesome. It's got a glass lens, did you say? The Holger uh, I, GTLR? I don't remember if, I think that, I think that was a glass lens, yeah. Mind you, when we say glass lens, it's still a single element meniscus yes. lens, yes. isn't it? Yeah, so yes. and, yeah that, that's my... Probably, uh, probably doesn't, made what it, doesn't matter what it's made of, really, no, but it's no. just a wonderful effect. So if, again, if you're keeping this sort of theme going of lightroom, darkroom, uh, if, you, if folks want to do something like this in the darkroom, they can take their print, uh, maybe slightly overexpose it, and then take a very weak photographic bleach and just bleach back the highlights. And then you can put that in some kind of uh, 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 sepia-style toner, uh, w diluted to give a very yellow effect. Uh, you'd, you'd struggle to get this peachy effect, I think, this salmon effect. Uh, but then by toning it, you get just the highlights picking up that warm color and the blacks tend to stay as they are you could you could then tone in something else to change the color of the blacks but it's a very interesting effect that you can do in uh, darkroom and and lightroom yeah yeah you don't you want to overdo it you don't want to overdo no, it in no. lightroom you can't yeah, easily yeah it's yeah. very easy to do uh, to overdo stuff isn't it yeah yeah are you um are you excited about uh the Holger week coming up because it's been moved because you've been you've been I, I am into... I am excited about it and I'm mm -hmm. trying to get uh, other people excited about it too yeah <laughs> yeah I am I, I never really knew it I don't know I guess I just haven't really paid attention to it but I've been aware of it but never really taken part in it. I take part in Polaroid week twice a year yeah but I'm going to know that now that Holger week seems to be given a new lease of life mm-hmm um, because somebody's taking it over. Someone, the show, some friend of the show, is that right, yep. uh, Curry? Yeah, Mr. Holger's got it. Mr. Holger. Mr. Holger's got it. Um, <laughs> was on uh, last a couple times in a row, last few shows. Yeah. He's taking it over, so um, he's moved it, actually, to uh, October, October the 1st to the 7th. Uh, yes. He's going to change some stuff. I think he's going to add a uh, a pinhole, a Holger pinhole, uh you know, area that he's going to submission for that. And so he's going to try and mix it up and uh, get it going again. Yeah. yeah so. so Holger, Holger week is from the 1st to the 7th of October. Mm -hmm. If you're, um, sorry, my messaging thing keeps mm -hmm. bleeping. Okay. That, that is me in the background. I'm too incompetent to know how to stop it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I've been sharing some links on Twitter. So, uh, Mr. Holger's trying to promote this quite widely. Mm -hmm. So we say, watch this space, really. I'm quite interested in the 
I think I'll enter into the pinhole section and the and the um, the regular the regular section. I don't know how it works. Do you post images each day? Do you know? Jeff? I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I, you know, the ones in the past, I I never find out about them until they're done. Right. Oh, uh, so this away. one, I'm looking forward to. I I would imagine it works the same way as the worldwide pinhole day thing worked, but I don't know that. Well, if it's over seven, yeah, it could be. Uh, certainly with with Polaroid Week, you you share two is it two images yeah two images a day for each day uh into the into the pool well it's easy Uh, with polaroids you're going to be uh, shooting and developing every day if you (laughs) yeah that's true yeah of course yeah yeah so maybe maybe you just have you've got to share some stuff within that seven day window i guess or maybe more maybe you have to go out maybe you have to go out and shoot and process in that seven day window how about that maybe that's what you have to do yeah i think we're guessing aren't we really yeah we we'll have to have him come back. We we'll have to have him come back and tell us about it. That's right. Details. Yeah, closer yeah. to the time we can promote it a bit yeah. more. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be fun. So, um, but yeah, awesome. So, other than you know doing, do you have any plans for upcoming projects, Jeff, or do you just kind of you, you have so many things that you do uh, on your Flickr? You know, I mean, I can see colors. So, I mean, I see you doing digital and portraits and stuff, but. I like uh, I like the portraits that you're doing on your Holga album. You have some portraits in there. Yeah, that was um, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, they came out great. Yeah, Holga portraits are just the best. That's I've probably got more Holga portraits than any other. Yeah. And you you shoot some Holga portraits, Corey, don't you? I have in the past, uh, and then I kind of put it to the side a little bit. Do but I'm, do, I'm do either. To... Do either of you guys use your flash? Uh, yeah, it, I do. Go ahead. I I don't. My the Holga I have doesn't have a built-in flash, but I bought a dedicated Holga hot shoe mounted flash that takes four you know AA batteries. One of those one of those style of flashes. Yeah. Um, and I've shot with it some, and I'm going to develop it tonight. Actually, the first couple of times I've ever really shot with a flash. Um, with the Holga, so. I don't use I don't use the built-in flash. That it seems to me that's just like on camera, and that's not going to be very flattering. Well, the the time that I was trying to do portraits with it, I was trying to I took all my portrait background knowledge and I set up everything like normal. But I was trying to do it with natural light. Uh huh. Um, so I think the next time I give them a try, I'm going to do something like what you're doing with a little bit more of a neutral background and and bringing a light you know and do a couple of test runs and figure out where my flash is you know and get you know and get everything kind of dialed in and, and put a little bit more energy into it that way yeah th- these um, are actually with a with a led panel right real small one but i i think the flash would be interesting and i know my my remote triggers work on the holga so yeah I, yeah i think if you i've got the 120 fn uh plastic lens holger with the with the flashing and i, I don't really use I, I i have used the flash i don't really use it if i want to if i'm doing portraits which are mainly outside with natural light you know there's no reason to have a, a flash going off in people's faces but i've used it in party situations and uh, when i've been uh, uh, at night time i've used it a few times and i've used it for multiple bursts and it gives some interesting results so i quite like yeah. the thought of having it there uh, because i have used it um, but I think you could trigger. You could probably, 
You could probably work it into a into a portrait session. You maybe stick some tissue paper over it, yep. and then link up a, a a flash to the side if you want to use flashes. And use but that I as think, your trigger, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think using um, using LED light boxes has got to be the way yeah. these days, isn't it? Well, if you want to use a bit of extra light, of I LED. have a big. Uh, I have a I have a really big softbox that's probably four feet by four feet that I use. That makes a really nice big soft you know, diffuse light source. Uh, so I'm thinking about doing like, kind of like what you're doing with yours, Jeff, but just kind of sacrificing a role and, and trying different, because you're not going to be able to do anything with your camera. So you're going to have to just figure out what flash power is the best and then, yep. you know, keep shooting it at that. So yep. that's what I'm going to have to do. But I, I do want to do something like what you're doing. I like either a black background or, you know, gray or you know maybe even white i have a a diffuser that's probably i don't know four or five feet tall and three feet wide i'm thinking about kind of holding it over someone's head and just letting the the sun cut it yeah that would work it's like a it's like a, like a see-through kind of like not a peg material but it's like a silky kind of like silk stuff you know uh -huh. Uh, so I don't know. I gotta, I gotta pick it up and try to do it. But you can. That's well, folks. You can fire through um, f um, translucent yeah. um, umbrellas, can't you? Flash. That's what some people yeah. do. You can, you can have umbrellas that transmit the light through, or ones that bounce <laughs> the light back. I've got to do something because my children refuse to sit for portraits anymore. I've like, <laughs> I'm portrait them to death. I'm like, come on out here and sit down for a second. And they're like, oh god, you know. Okay, smile. There you <laughs> They give me that, that. Uh, what is it? Shit eating grand kind of smile, you know, like, come on, I was doing something. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so, well, the one time, <laughs> one time I used my uh, built in flash, I, I didn't have the mask in and the batteries fell out. So, uh. I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't been too uh, anxious to try that again. Right. Yeah. Because I really Good like enough. keeping the mask out. Cool. Oh, so you don't even use the six by six mask? Nope. I leave it out. Oh. What, um, what benefits does that? You Give rebel. You a, You're a rebel, Jeff. You, well, God, you get, you're wild, you get, man. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you, push, you push the width of the image a little bit. And if you go back uh, and look at the uh, Sunder picture, that will tell you what's happening. You get oh, that, you, yeah. So you're picking effect. up a little bit of the edge. Yep. Yeah. What was the Sunder picture? Which one was that? The one with the rock and the salmon sky. Oh, okay. Right, right. Yeah. Oh. Now, I saw looking back in either Instagram or oh. Flickr, I can't remember. You, uh, it was a couple of years ago, Jeff, you had posted some photographs of a modification for Sunrise Holger. Oh, yeah. Um, and I didn't, I didn't have enough time to work out what Sunrise Holger was. Um, I noticed that Ross, um, oh, uh, to, to Ross. Um, From Hawaii? Yeah, him. Ross from Hawaii had commented, yeah. and you you okay. basically you'd had a a little three D part, three D printed part. Did I see a picture camera. of that somewhere? I think I saw it yeah, on the Instagram page. Yeah, I saw page. it somewhere. I can't find it now. It's on his Instagram page. Okay, what's going on there? What's Sunrise Holger? Oh, it's on, was that? It's on, it's on Flickr. Well, Sunrise is, is Sunrise is um, after they stopped producing the Holga. Yeah. Which was I think killed the whole movement, from what I can tell. But anyway, uh, a, year, a year or so later, they started manufacturing again, and it was this Sunrise was the name of a company, I guess. I don't know. And they are oh. they're definitely different. They're not the same. They're not the same mold. 
they may be an earlier mold, but the, uh, yeah. the, the opening was uh, larger and some guy was saying that was causing light leaks. Uh, see, you can still go and buy new Holgers, but I don't, the ones that you could buy now, I don't see the words by sunrise written on them. Uh, Cause sure. they got a bad rap and I think they've taken uh, sunrise off. Uh, you can tell, so I would, you can tell by the sound of the clicking. Yeah. If it's a real shallow light click, that's a new one. And if it's a deep, deeper click, <laughs> that's an old one. Okay, my holders were, were all were all purchased more than two years ago, at least. Uh, I yeah, guessing. so you've got the good ones then. All mm. oh, right. See, that, that was that's really interesting. I didn't the whole sunrise thing had passed me by. I was aware. I remember Holger being discontinued. We've chatted about this with other guests. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it, it was obvious that somebody was, uh, was making them again. What about the whole, what, what's your theory then, Jeff, on the Holger WPC wide? Well, because, it, um, it because that like came, that came, that went and came again, didn't it? Yeah, it did. The one I have sounds like it's, a, it might be a sunrise version. Now I'm so it's totally, the same I'm, people. Do you think I'm totally guessing? Hmm. Because just just judging on the sound of the clicking, it sounds like the newer Holgas. But but because it works. It, it's great. Yeah, it's a great it little does. camera. I love it. Yeah, so, they they suddenly appeared on Amazon again, didn't they? So after I was yeah. taking a little bit of ribbing for if you listen back to uh, <laughs> earlier episodes, when I suddenly got the urge to have a Holger wide pinhole camera, but they were like going. There up was none to be found. Yeah, well, yeah, hundred yeah. bucks, hundred and fifty bucks or something, yeah. weren't they? No way. Yeah, no do that. Yeah. Have and you then, seen? The, there was the stereo pinhole I saw on eBay a while back for two hundred dollars, and it's like, come on, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Somebody was cleaning, and then they, oh look, oh look, here's yeah. there's another hundred of them right here. Yeah, yeah, but so, that one on Amazon is like sixty five bucks. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, I love the picture that you have posted on your footage stream. Sorry, Andrew. No, it's okay. Of the uh, the Holga with the flash trigger remote controller. I think if you don't mind, I might put that on. Uh, on the Instagram page because seeing that big giant uh, uh, trigger on top of your can, that's what my photo looks like with that big giant flash up there. I don't like it. It's so unbalanced and, and uncomfortable. And it's like you have feels, it feels like I'm drunk when I'm shooting it. There's so much weight up there. It feels like I'm going to run into a wall with it. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, <laughs> which, which that, picture are you talking about now? On Sorry. Jeff's photo stream on page, uh, Page two, I think maybe it is on the uh, flicker. On the flicker, yeah, on the flicker. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, on the flicker. Mm -hmm. Go down a little ways, just past that picture of the contact sheet and color I was talking about. There's a, a, a portrait umbrella, you know, with a backdrop, and there's a big, elect, uh, flash trigger system on top of his, <laughs> on top of his whole gun. Funny. And the, and you know I use those Young Uno, series of flashes. Also, yeah, that's oh man, for your buck, man, that's the uh, you can't you can't beat them. I've yeah. used them for years, and I'm, I yeah. used to take a lot of skateboarding pictures. Uh, so I've used them and doing that, and they've been knocked off of tripods and bonked over and yeah. hitting walls, and I've fired them so much that you couldn't even almost hold them. You know, doing strobes and like taking uh, sequence photos. You know. Yeah, uh, and I put those things through hell, man. They still work, and I've had them for probably five years. Yeah, that, they're and they're they're cheap. I mean, yeah, relatively. So yeah, I think when I bought mine, I bought three of them, and I bought them for. I got them off of Amazon, I think it was, and I think I paid 
I don't know, 40 bucks each or something. Oh, yeah. yeah it's cheap. I paid a little more than that, but they're yeah. worth it. They're worth well, it. Well, I think I, I think I got mine. I got like the second version of the Flashes right after they came out, you know. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but anyways. Jeff, you've um, you've dabbled a bit with cyanotypes so, and some extremely <laughs> Have you stri- stri- striking. You? He has, he has, yes, he has. I'm deliberately not talking about that. <laughs> but these portrait, these portraits you've done are are really good. There's a there's a child there with a um, slightly tilted head forward, and it's very very sharp and toned cyanotype. Yeah. Is that was that from a, uh, a digital neg or was that originally on film or had what's the story behind that? Uh, I'm trying to cautious, trying to it's of, called. Trying to think of the oh, in the albums. Yeah, yeah, cautious. There's only three or four pictures in there, Jeff. There's one, an untoned one of a lady, which is brilliant as well, an older lady, and then you've got three youngsters who probably some relations of yours, and. Uh, Oh, 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 okay. There's one in the middle, which is uh, the one I was looking at, yes. called Cautious. Tone uh, Sonotype, 16 by 22. That's the only information you've, you've given us. Yeah, those are, that's my wife and my oh. grandsons. Okay. And those are, um, those are the first cyanotypes I ever did, actually. And those are digital. So you, digital with camera. a digital camera, yeah. yep, and then and, printed on um, Picturico. Which which, is, which album is this? Are you in? Uh, go to the alternative process. Alternative process. Okay, no salt prints though. Just oh, I see. Right, the salt prints I tried, they didn't work out very well, Andrew. I think mm. there was something wrong with the paper. I was getting spots or something on it. So uh, you sometimes, yeah, I think sometimes you can get. I've had spots, yeah. and uh, I think sometimes that's just down to. I'd put it down to my sloppy way of working. <laughs> well, very, very easy to get cross-contamination with things. It, it was in a class environment, so I think mm. they got cross-contaminated. Yeah, so salt printing is 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 pretty tough sometimes to get a an image that you're happy with because it's an inherently low contrast process. But were you so you had gotten these digital picture of your grandson here, digital mm-hmm. file, and you did you print out uh, an acetate of it? Right. Uh, that the Picturico uh, is the acetate. It's got the coating on it, so it absorbs the ink when you send it through a inkjet printer. Okay, so it's not like a normal. I mean, I hear folks making transparencies using overhead projector film. Well, that doesn't work for me. The ink smears. Okay, it's interesting. Doesn't dry properly. Picturico, P-I-C-T-O-R-I-C-O. Is it? I'll, I'll, yeah, I think I'll that's look it. it up. Yeah. Okay. And this is a this is actually pretty large. I think it's uh, not quite sixteen by twenty, somewhere in that range, though. Mm-hmm. So you have to buy, you know, Picturico. Your negative has to be that big, as it's a contact print. Yeah. And yeah. I applied the uh, emulsion with a cotton ball because I didn't have a, a push pull rod <laughs> that big. Now I use mm. a paintbrush. I use a yeah, board. paintbrush is good. What was the paper you were using? That is, uh, yeah, it because I it's all I use is the uh, Canson XL. Is what sorry? Canson XL. Okay. It's a mm. watercolor paper. Yeah. Is it fairly untextured? It looks like it's untextured or low oh, texture. It's got, it's got texture in it. Okay. Which I like. And you're toning it. What are you using to tone it with? 
uh, black tea. Excellent. Nice. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, the, the, I really like the way the color turned out. In the, Do you drink the tea afterwards? I don't. <laughs> I'm not a tea drinker. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not Real good. I'm not I bet your. Um, <laughs> do you have these framed on a wall somewhere? I have them framed. I don't have them hanging anywhere. Do you not? You should they've, do. They've been in. They've been in a couple shows. Yeah. Nice. That's, That's cool. why they're framed. Awesome. Yeah. What do your grandchildren think of uh, these weird pictures that you produce? Well, <laughs> pr- pretty much that look says it all, right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the yeah. the other one just to the left of that, he's my oldest grandson, and yeah. and he's got gum in his mouth. That's why he's got that particular look. Oh, that's a great look. It's a great yeah. look. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. When are also, you making? Are you making? You going to do some sanotypes or salt printing to Corey? I think you've spoken about uh, it. I've spoke. I've thought about it, but I just uh, maybe. If I do, you, it, it won't be until at least the winter time gets here because I just am too busy right now. To... So you, you, you've got another album. You should get to it, Corey. You've got another album called Historical Processes, but that's you've got a different set of images in there, Jeff. But they are still cyanotypes, I think, aren't they? Medium form. These are Holger, medium format film. Yeah. Holger, unbleached, unbleached coffee tone. Oh, that. So that is that what you're getting the texture on these from? It's a paper. I think so. Yeah. Where are we at here? We're in the <laughs> we're in the other album called Historical Processes on Jeff Wilde's Flickr site. Oh, historical. <laughs> Go have a look. Follow along. <laughs> yeah, keep up, Jeff. Come on. It's only it's your Flickr page. <laughs> yeah, that those were a, those were a while back. Yeah, I just wonder why you stuck those in a different album and didn't lump them all together, or maybe it's just a. Uh, probably because I did them at such a different, different time. Different time, yeah. yeah. But the, so the first one is a is a sort of curved brick wall with some oh, yeah. in the history, the sitting wall. It's called. It looks almost like it has fingerprint ridges on it or something. That, well, that, if it, I often get fingerprints on. It's very easy to get fingerprints on these things. So maybe he has stuck well, his fingers everywhere. all over. It's like it looks almost like. <laughs> was, oh, no, you do this no I think it's. I think it's the. I think it's the paper, isn't it? That's what no, I meant. no, no. That you're looking at um, a it's a Photoshop filter that uh, gives um, you a false engraving look. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, but it is, like, a, like it. it is a cyanotype, isn't it? You've made that is a cyanotype. Uh, yeah. And is this from a straight from a straight negative, or did you take the negative and scan it and print out a bigger? Negative? No, I printed out bigger. Yeah. I okay. I don't really, you know, medium format is so small. Yeah, they can they can make little cute. Corey loves little cute six by six. Yeah, contact prints. Contact prints. I they do. can be they 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 can be very intimate and and uh, very interesting things to par- pass around as objects. Very interesting things to give people when you meet up with them. Yeah. yeah. Toby Toby VD who's been on this show. We ought to get him back on. Really, he's yeah. Uh, every time I meet him, he gives me a little uh, contact print of a cyanotype i've got in fact i was reading a book the other day and i've been using it as a bookmark and i forgot about it and out popped this little cyanotype huh. original print and what lovely little things to give people yeah. i follow a guy on instagram um his name his instagram name is and not oh what was it the lowest fidelity and he uh hmm. he goes around and does a lot of street photography and he makes hundreds and hundreds of contact prints like a just like a regular contact sheet you know and cuts them all up and carries a little can of like spray adhesive with him. 
Uh, when and he, I think he's in San Antonio, and when he's walking around taking pictures, he'll spray some of that adhesive on the wall and take the little contact prints and make like a little curate a little show, you know, and just put like five or six of them in a row and stuff of people that he took on the streets in that area, you know. Uh, and he just kind of does these little contact prints and hands them out and stuff. It's really cool. And then he gets arrested for defacing. No, surfaces. I don't think he gets arrested. He does a lot. I mean, he's doing it on, on over top of other things that people have pasted on, you know, flyers and stuff, yeah. you know. Um, but it's pretty cool how he does that. But he does all kinds of crazy, crazy prints. Sounds like an interesting guest to uh, Yeah, definitely. On. You're doing some wide stuff as well. I mean, this has nothing to do with pinhole or anything, I don't think. I was just randomly looking at your Flickr site, Jeff, and you, you had a little series called Corrosion, which is obviously oh, looking yeah, at... That, that's digital. That's really old. Is it? Yeah. Is that, is that, but that's something you could take on in with, with pinhole, isn't it? Because yes. corrosion talks of texture. I can see some of these I like things these working. Bumps. Those yeah, cool. they'd work really well in this uh, with your Holger WPC. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I, I need to go back to those gas pumps with that Holger. That's a good idea. I like, I, this this... Cre- I like this creepy doll head laying in the leaves with the hair. I'm sure that's kind of like what Andrew's hair looks like, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looks like well, a that... Chernobyl victim or something laying in the... <laughs> That was creepy because, you know, yeah. I, I was, it's a, it's an old bridge. So you can see the, the stanchions of the bridge still. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you go down in there, there in the one you can, if you look, there's a deer carcass in there, but that one with the doll that was just in there. It's like, wow, what is that doing here? You yeah. know? So. Pictures like this in places like this just speak volumes, don't they? Of yeah. um, they, they ask so many questions. Yeah. But they also speak of man's involvement in the landscape, and they tell stories. And uh, yeah, you should certainly, cause, because you you should certainly go back with your Holger, because you you're, you're looking for this bare skeletal structure of the trees. Well, there's some really interesting graphic shapes there. I'd love mm-hmm. to go and photograph those gas, yeah. uh, those random gas pumps that are just standing there in the look for that in the grass. decayed baby head too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've they've changed that bridge part there. That's all painted over now, and they've kind of made it a sign for the town and it's um, it's not the same uh you had your moment jeff yeah yeah I, well i got it but yeah, <laughs> you got go it back yeah so tell us all about the omaha crappy camera club yes well Please. that was something uh actually i started up about you know it was last october so we haven't been going for very long but uh my time at the at the community college i was at was over taking all the classes I can. So I really kind of wanted to, really I wanted to promote the, the toy camera aesthetic and, and was, didn't know if anybody else was interested. So I just kind of put the word out and we're, we're about 15 people. Uh, we've had, we had, we've had one, one show. We're going to have another one here in July and another one sometime next year. So cool. And it's, it's, our rules are it has to be film and it has to be uh, single meniscus lens or pinhole or Polaroid. So anything, right. any, anything from one of those uh, mediums is going to work. Hmm. And I still get people, can we shoot, can we shoot digital? No. No. It's <laughs> film. <laughs> go, yeah. form your, go form your own club. Uh-huh. Leave, <laughs> us, leave us alone. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. The single meniscus lensless club. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's a wonderful, a wonderful aesthetic. I love shooting Holger, and I love, I love 
the whole idea of just that simple single element lens, which I think, you know, or the single simple hole that you shoot through. But, you know, the single lens is just one step away from pinhole in many ways. Yeah. Except, except that you get that wonderful area of sharpness and then all the blurry stuff going on around it. Well, I, I still like that. I mean, even with the Holga, it still has that uh, feeling of just putting the film in and, you know, you only uh-huh. have a few other choices, uh-huh. which is what kind of pushed me away from uh, from the, the whole digital thing of ISO and lens sh- sharp tests and, you know, and all this stuff. And it's just like, God, you know, I just want mm-hmm. to take pictures. Well, you know? I, I, the thing about the digital world is you're, you're always out of date. You know, yeah. you buy a brand new $1,500 camera and... It, and before you year, get before you get home with it yeah <laughs> so why why go down that rat race and stick with a yeah. you know toy lens and you Have still fun. get good images yeah yeah right. yeah sure so mm. andrew mm. i got a present from uh i got some film from ilford they sent me some film how come because i shot a roll of 3200 uh in my uh, pinhole camera my reality we went to a uh, a museum right so I loaded this roll of film up and I developed it uh, and I hung it up to dry and I was looking at it uh, this is you know two or three days after I shot it and uh, I saw Delta 400 on it and I was going yes I've, I've had man. that man I was like I know yep. that I put 3200 in here yep. I racked nope. my brain for a yep. whole afternoon I've had looking, it. I was like I know I put 400 I went looking into the trash bin. I was like, "Where's the wrapper for this?" I know I put four hundred yep. in. Back and forth, and I was thinking, I developed, I exposed for thirty two hundred. I developed for thirty two hundred, and that was one of the first times I used Rodinol. I was like, "Wow, it's Rodinol is amazing." You know, like, I, <laughs> what happened here? And then I started looking again, and then I said, "Oh, there it is, thirty two hundred's there." And I asked Mike, uh, Mike Walker, about it, and he sent somebody an email, and oh, I had it. Me, I had it on me a couple of rolls. Well, I had it on Twitter, and I posted on Twitter and copied Ilford in mm-hmm. what a year ago, and I said, "This is Delta thirty two hundred, and it says Delta four hundred on the," and I hashtagged it Delta Gate. Oh yeah, and and <laughs> and I thought Ilford actually, you know, I, I was just curious. I thought Ilford might respond, but they didn't. Uh, and uh, but so I have had exactly that same thing. I mean, I, I wow. can't explain it. I think it. I think it is Delta thirty two hundred. It is thirty two hundred, but, but it has, but it has the four hundred on it for whatever reason. Uh, when they 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 didn't send me a lot of film, they only sent me three rolls. But uh, she they she wrote it out. You know, she's like, hey, it was it was a a mistake. You know, whenever the guy who puts the labels on, yeah. you know, and they've they've made it before, but it's no yeah. it's no yeah. it's no biggie. Yeah, um, I, and I I wasn't even trying to like get anything out of them. I just wanted to know like what what had happened. You give know, me some so, free film. Yeah, I need yeah. free film. <laughs> That's not me at all. You know, I was just yeah. I know, I know. It is you, but it is thirty two hundred. If you shot it in development at thirty two hundred, then you're then you're fine. It's thirty two hundred. Where you live, thirty two hundred in your um, pinhole camera, you must have had like Mister Trigger Finger. You were like no time at all. Uh, well, oh, no, you're no, inside. No. You're inside. I went, we were we we have like a maritime museum. Uh, here that has all the pirate they found blackbeards um pirate ship just off the just off our coast just half a mile off the beach so so they've dug it up and they and you know and it's all kinds of stuff in there so i I just went in there just to do it to see it's so hot outside i couldn't do it that's good i love delta 3200 it works well in pinhole cameras 
Not I love it. It's <laughs> it. It did. It did work good. I just didn't have time to do the reciprocity because it would have been, you know, uh, minutes I, and minutes and minutes and minutes and minutes, and they don't want you to bring a tripod in. And so I shot some uh, in the bright in bright sunshine. <laughs> Well, I, I've and, shot some in bright sunshine in my six by seventeen. The reality, yes, fine. Yeah. If I, in fact, I think the pinhole assist was giving me something like point two of a second. I just sort of held it open for a second or so and uh, developed it in ID eleven, and it was fine. So, uh, it, so yeah. you're now the the salt print god, mm-hmm. fast fingers Bartram, <laughs> speedy fingers Bartram. What else? What's speedy fingers. Yeah. <laughs> we got to come up with a nickname for Jeff. Jeff, what are we going to call you? uh let's <laughs> let's not go there okay <laughs> <laughs> but i'm really pleased that you get into pinhole and i'm really pleased that you're enjoying your pinhole wide do you feel the pinhole gas setting in uh no not really yeah. i do want to put a filter on it oh i've done that i've i've I shaved off my lip <laughs> <laughs> you know that little lip that goes around yeah. the uh where, so i cut that off with an exacto knife i then took a uh uh, a step up ring to 52 millimeters i think i bought a 41 to 52 millimeter step up ring painstakingly removed the thread on it super glued it to the front of the camera and now i and now i've got a 52 mil filter thread on it well i've got a 46 by 52 adapter ring and it, there sits, you go. You right, can use... it sits right in there yeah it um, does yeah now, so i saw i saw somebody doing that and I was wondering whether it affected, yeah. you know, whether you got a bit of vignetting on it or not. So, I, so I removed the, I removed that lip and just brought the filter ring closer to the body of the camera just to be on the safe side. So that was an Alex Purcell modification. <laughs> oh, so, speaking of Alex Purcell, yeah, is he giving you, you some money? You need to tell Alex Purcell, thank you. Yes. No, well, he's he's obviously getting it for a Welshman. He's being really generous because you know it's really hard to get money out of a Welshman because they're they're next to Yorkshire people. Uh, how many other parts of the UK can I alienate in one go? Next to <laughs> next to Yorkshire folk who are notoriously tight in the in the in the money department. We're, Welsh people have short arms and deep pockets, yeah. so uh, <laughs> they uh, they don't part. A Welshman and his money are not parted easily. So Alex, thank you, Alex. I'm saying thank you, Alex. (laughs) Alex donated um, also coffee donations to the large format photography podcast. So uh, did did he give did he give us uh, fifty pounds as well? Because he gave us fifty pounds in. uh, I don't know. I have. I I don't look at how much people give me. I I really don't. I just say thank you. Whatever. No, I don't. I've no idea. No, but Alex, you're you're a superstar. Alex is my favorite. uh, My favorite photographer, I think. The working man's he, photographer. <laughs> he's, um, I love the stuff he's been putting out with his Zorkinstein, his Zorky camera yeah, that he's yeah, made yeah. into a pinhole camera. And he's just been putting uh, red scale yeah. film through it, I think, isn't he? Yeah. Have you seen those? Yeah. His I red have. scale pictures. Yeah, they're cool. And and last week, I think uh, Dominic, Dominic Silverthorne gave us a couple bucks too. I can't remember if I mentioned him last week or not, but uh, he's got his shop open uh, online. If I mustn't go. No, I can't. I can't go there. But other folks listening might want to go to Dom's yeah. shop, yeah, yeah, and, check and it buy out. buy loads of things. You can get yourself a nice cutting board, a skateboard yeah. deck, or awesome pinhole camera. <laughs> he said, or a chair. You know, he does all kinds of stuff. But uh, he makes really nice looking four by fives. And he and he's done a new variation on the box in box design 
where it's actually. I can't look. I'm not. I'm not. I'm I'm just. You pull uh, pull a dark sleeve out, and then you pull a a piece of four (laughs) by five wood out, and then you put it on that. Then you push this dark sleeve back. It sounds great, but I've now got I've now got my fingers in my ear, and I'm going. I'm not listening. I'm not listening. They look really nice. So. I've, got to, I've got to prepare yeah. for semi, semi, as you would say, retirement yeah. next year. So I can't be buying more Pentax cameras. I'm and trying to. Also... Se- I'm selling my Pentax six by seven gear, Uh-oh. which is currently sitting with, uh, um, with somebody who's probably going to buy it. Nice. And we also got uh, a listener by the name of I'm going to say his name wrong, and I'm apologizing now. Garen <laughs> Garen Keisel G A R O N K-I-E-S-E-L, Keisel, Keisel. Okay. Um, he chipped us in a couple bucks too, so thank you, Karen. If I said your name wrong, I apologize. Yep. Yep. So, what else do you want to go on about, Andrew? Your pizza's I I, ready. <laughs> I don't want to go out. Yes, I was just looking at the recording time, and I'm thinking the pizza dough is going to need rolling out soon. Yeah. And I think I need a beer. All right. Well, um, Jeff? Yes, sir. Thank you so much for coming and talking with us. I told you you would be more than a, an amazing guest, and you've been an amazing guest. <laughs> oh, there, there you call Mr. Amazing. That's my name. Mr. Amazing. <laughs> yep. And we won't put wild or spell your last name with a Z. <laughs> like wild. Or, or an E. A lot of people want to tack an E on it. Yeah. Mr. Amazing, the amazing yeah, you've got to Jeff get back, Wild. You've got to get back to uh, really creative show names because you. You've, I know. You've... I was thinking about that the other day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there we go. That's the name of this show, Jeff, the Amazing Wild. <laughs> yeah, well, I had fun, do, guys. You can, you can do better. It, it, it's been an experience. I've, thanks for having me on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most people go away saying, "Yeah, that was an experience." <laughs> <laughs> do you want to let um, everybody know? all five of the listeners where they can track you down uh, definitely on Flickr, but where else can people get a hold of you if they want to talk to you about what you're doing or compliment yeah. you or tell you yep. that they don't like it? <laughs> yep. Uh, it's uh, Jeff Wild on Flickr, Jeff's Toy Cameras on Instagram, and I, and I have a web page or a Facebook page, JeffWild.Photography. You, you have go. a website as well, don't you? I saw some. I, I do. It's not up to date. Uh, yeah. That's jeffwild.photography as well, mm-hmm. not .com. It ends in .photography. That's uh, older stuff. I got to yeah. get that updated. Yep. Cool. And we already know where to find Andrew. Nobody wants to find Andrew, so don't, don't nope. worry. <laughs> but but, Andrew, but you can. Uh, <laughs> more, more importantly, you can, as we say, week on, week out, if you don't do Facebook, you should do the Facebook groups that are linked to podcasts. And so ours is the Lensless Podcast Facebook mm-hmm. group. So join that and uh, carry on the conversation yeah. from the podcast in the Facebook group. Yeah. And, and you can listen to us on the Twitter at the Lensless. We share stuff there. Andrew shares share stuff there. No I man. do. Yeah. yeah. That's where you can read all about Corey and the abuse I give him yeah. without him knowing. Yeah. And if you feel so inclined to donate to the coffee account, you can at coffee.com forward slash uh, the Lensless Podcast. And I'll put a link to that in uh, in the show notes. The very basic and <laughs> quick to the point show notes. <laughs> They're fine. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, Jeff. So like we said, thanks for coming, uh, talking with us. Um, 
It was great. We enjoyed it. We did. All right, guys. Thanks. And we'll talk to everybody next week. Have a great week, everybody. Bye, everybody. Hey, Andrew. Hello. Hello, Andrew. We have Jeff with us. Hello, Jeff. How's it going? Yeah. All right. I, I hear you have big plans for this afternoon. Uh, go on. <laughs> Don't listen to anything Corey tells you. It's all a load of bullshit. <laughs> okay. What, what's he, what have you been telling him? Nothing. I just said, as you, your last text message, you said, come on then. And I said, oh, Andrew's, Andrew's antsy. You must be drunk, baby. <laughs> no, I've not had a drop all day. I'm making, I'm making pizza, so I've got the... I've got the pizza dough going round in the bread machine, and that's that's going to be ready in just under ninety minutes. So, it's oh yeah, all time critical, you see.